Foul Territory is presented by Gizzard Gary Productions. It is recorded from my weekly YouTube program, which is live-streamed every Friday at 9 p.m. Central. It is a firearm and 2A-related panel discussion, where I and my panel discuss current news and events, along with audience interaction, casual conversation, and friendly banter. What will you learn today? And now, ladies and gentlemen, Foul Territory. And good evening, everybody. Welcome to Foul Territory number 233. It is Friday, September the 15th, and I am your cordial host, Gizzard Gary. Welcome, one and all, to the show. Let's see who is out there this evening. First one in, who's quite proud of himself, by the way, Mike White, 2A Advocacy. First one in, followed by Kingpin, Rich White, who is out there and in here. AR Patriot Nation is out there. Artec and Daughters. C4 Defense, Sarge is out there. I uh, see Defense Dad is in the audience, as is Abby Finnegan, who is also 13-month channel member anniversary. Thank you. Uh, Woods is in the audience, as is Weston Probst. And then we have Michael Dunn is in the audience, and Blitz is out there, as is Rick Harris. And Duffer 426. So, so far we got 12 people out there. So, uh, we've got a few people that are going to be absent this evening. Uh, the Gun Snob has to attend a football game this evening. Uh, I believe it's their school homecoming, so he will not be here. Uh, obnoxious one, I believe, is out of town, so I don't know that he'll be here either. So, uh, I do have at least one person with me. Uh, it's still an esteemed panel, even though it's only a panel of two. So uh, let you meet my lone panelist so far this evening. And he is, of course, he came here from the mountains of West Virginia. He is a host of uh, uh, the Unloaded Media Channel. And uh, this week, Unloaded, also the host of Wrestling Unloaded. So all kinds of stuff to uh, unload your weekend. Uh, let's welcome Rich White. Hey, and uh, Abby, no, that's why he's at homecoming. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, Chicago Mike the Shooter is out there saying, what's up, everybody? So Defense Dead says, I see gun people and Rich White. Wow. I'll have you know I am carrying a gun right now, Defense Dad. So. We have another panelist. Here he is. Uh, hey guys, all the way, all the way from the show me state of Missouri. Uh, let's welcome aboard a guy that got so confused between his names, he put them together. He is American Hillbilly Up. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, guys? Hey, glad to have you, man. Glad to be here. Yeah, let's see. I just uh, saying hi to people out there to chat. I see that Ron Wayne has joined us. Hi, Ron. Howdy, Ron. Hi, Ron. Up to to 16, Vanessa Kitty just jumped in. Hello, Vanessa. Hello. Let's see. I just see 67 Rebel SSTAMC. M-O-U-S-E. (laughs) 
Uh, Abby says, GSC had me thinking about my own mortality with what happened to CW's wife. Yeah, I just heard about that. That's too bad. Uh, Mike White says, I just saw where California passed the 28th Amendment through both of our houses yesterday. Gavin Newscomb's Pony Show. Wow. Uh, Defense Dad says, just one gun rich? I'm underbelly carrying a 12-gauge and an AR. (laughs) (laughs) And a barkeep. Uh, Gun Metal Guy USA, I see, just jumped into the chat. There he is. We have 19. I think they must just be rolling in from another show. It's very possible. So we got people out and about doing things. It's that time of year. School's in session. Um, kids' activities on Friday. Other shows going on. And perhaps people are just bored with me. That's possible. All these things are possible. But anyway, we'll take what we got. and We're going to make a show out of it, folks. Whether we have big panel or a small panel. So, uh, let's see. Abby says, our cat keeps biting my hand because he wants attention. Uh-oh. Bite him back. Uh, Mike White says, Yankee just ended. Uh, okay. Uh, 67 Rebel says, been out moose hunting. What happened with CW's wife? Um, You want me to answer that? or? Uh, yeah, you're rich either one. She, um, that's why I was late. I apologize for that. We, I was on the no shooting connection and, um, mm. she had, had, um, cancer, I'm pretty sure, and been battling it for quite a while. And, uh, anyway, she just passed, uh, passed away the other day. So, anyway, CW was on the chat tonight, the show, and, uh, you know, and, He's about as good spirit as anybody could be, I guess, you know, yeah. so. But. That's too bad, too bad. Well, at least she's not suffering from the stuff she was going through, so. Yeah. At least if there's going to be a silver lining, if there can be. Yeah, it's tough to say, but. Uh, anyway, my condolences for sure. Okay, so. 23 people out there in the audience. All right. And we do have the giveaway. The hashtag for the giveaway is hashtag FT233. Pound sign for you old folks. FT233. Already have six people. What's that? It's it's a number sign. It's also a tic-tac-toe sign. You can say all kinds of things about it. If you're really old-timey like me. Abby says, yeah, now I'm thinking about my death. Well, let's not rush things. Let's not rush things. I see. Yeah, well, wait till you get to be in your 30s before you start doing that, Abby. Wait till you get to be in your 60s. Come on, man. <laughs> uh, Jacob S. is out there. Hello, Jacob. Evansville is now represented. We we'll always wait until Evansville's here before. Oh, Travis T is also out there. If I missed anybody, if I didn't call your name, let me know. Okay. Abby says, if I die, I want to die fighting to protect the people I care about. Uh, anniversary chat from DJ Plain Eyes, 27 months. 
as a member of the channel. Oh, look who's out there. Look who's out there. Obnoxious One is saying yo out there. He's alive and well. All right. Lord, Defense Dad mentioned him, and look who shows up. It's all Defense Dad's fault. <laughs> Did Sugar Mama and Mystic ground your panel tonight? Uh, Snob is at his daughter's football game. There, it's their homecoming. And uh, I know Obnoxious is uh, in the midst of some stuff, so uh, those two are excused. Uh, okay, what else did I miss? They get a hall pass? They got a hall pass, yeah. It might be break time. <laughs> I'll see them both next weekend. So that's for sure. All right. So 29 people out there. Wow. 223 DMR is out there. Uh, let's see. Is there anybody else that snuck in? Well, Hillbilly is out there and in here. So he counts too. Um, I can't remember. I think I said hi to Artak and Daughters. If I didn't, Artak and Daughters is out there. Justin Grimm is out there. Mike White, member for seven months. 28 people in chat makes my chances better for the giveaway. Okay. Well, I hope. I hope everybody has a fair chance to win the giveaway. I wish I could give everybody something, but man, that costs a lot in postage. <laughs> You might be able to give everybody a zipper pull. <laughs> I still have to get it to them. That's a problem. <laughs> the zipper pull costs chippy. next to nothing. But... One zipper pull a person. <laughs> yeah, zipper pull, it. you could probably get away with standard postage. Uh, <laughs> post that. office is kind of funny about that because if it's over a quarter inch thick, then yeah, it has to be sent as a parcel. You know, take them apart and then they just have to put them back together. Some assembly required. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Well, I don't think I don't think I've missed any. Oh, Misty. Misty, Mrs. Wayne is out there. I need to say hi to Misty. Wherever. There's Misty right there. All right. So, guess if I got caught up in the chat, it would be a little bit more helpful. Uh, Chad Kelly just jumped in. Chad says, good evening, folks. Can't stay along again, but here to say hi while I get ready for dinner. Hello, Gary. Well, hello, Chad. Anybody out there doesn't know, Chad has a really cool-looking platypus. Uh, Timothy Burkett. Is out there. Has anyone seen the thing about Liberty Safes? Yes, we talked about that last week in quite details. <laughs> I think that was pretty much a subject of at least half our program. So, yeah, and by the way, for those who haven't seen the videos that Chad has done, I don't mean the animal that proves God has a sense of humor. He has one of those 2011s that takes Block right. 19. It's really cool looking, the one he has, the paint scheme on it. All right. 
Well, let's let's take a look. Let's take a look at an article, shall we? Anybody want to take a look at an article? Anybody care? Nobody cares. You betcha. Oh, you, you just want to end the show? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> I don't know if I care or not. I haven't seen the article. <laughs> well, this first one is kind of light, and I don't know. We're going to start out by something light before we get into heavy stuff. How about that? But it is news. And in fact, it's fairly timely. A new offering from Taurus just announced today the Taurus Judge Home Defender. Uh, 13-inch, chambered in 45, cold in 410 bore alloy steel. When is a shotgun not a shotgun? When it's the Judge Home Defender. Expand your home defense with the newest addition to the Judge family, the Home Defender. It's ready to go with a top accessory rail for mounting optics and a forward rail on handguard for mounting essential home defense accessories such as high-output weapon lights. The five-shot cylinder accepts both 410 bore shells up to three inches and, of course, 45 cold ammo. This dual-caliber ability allows you to select the best of both worlds in defensive ammo and customize your loadout to your needs. The Judge Home Defender's rubber grip cushions recoil and is interchangeable with any aftermarket Judge grips, allowing you to select the grip that best fits your defensive use case. So it looks like the MSRP on here is seven hundred and twenty-nine doll hairs. <laughs> yeah, that's a no. <laughs> well, so what? What do you guys think about this? I know Taurus has been teasing this for a couple of days now, and I saw that this morning. It's like that's what we've been waiting for. <laughs> well, I will. I will stick with my shockwave. Thank you very much. <laughs> What's so funny about them coming out with this? Yeah, Rossi had just come out not too long ago with the the Rossi Brawler, which is the exact same thing. I mean, oh, yeah, it's the exact same thing, guaranteed. They're both Rossi is made so by Taurus. <laughs> it got a lot of attention, so I guess Taurus decided to do one. I don't know. Well, they own Rossi, so yeah. Oh, okay. They, they come own out of the same. That's they what I'm saying. They're made. They're Taurus they, okay. makes Rossi. They come out of the same factory, so they just stamp Taurus on instead of Rossi, basically. Then. Pretty much, yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, Chubby Cox is out there, and he says, "Handy gun, old school." Wow. Uh, Michael Dunn says, "I bought my Liberty safe years ago." Anyone wants a safe? <laughs> Uh, Ron Wayne says it's perfect for appendix carry. Mike uh, White says I like that. Oh, okay. So not everybody is that a thinks it's silly. Yeah, if, if, is that a Taurus in your pocket, or are you just happy to see me? <laughs> <laughs> Defense Dad says what drugs inspired that thing? Wow. Uh, Chicago Mike says I would buy a shockwave over that. Uh, DJ says UGLY. They ain't got no alibi. It's ugly. What what? <laughs> Uh, two life moves out there. He says the brawler is a single shot. Yeah, and, and oh, unless yeah. that thing's got a blast deflector on it, that is the most useless handguard in the history of firearms. Uh, Michael Dunn says, looks like something dirty Harry would carry. Nah, he'd have better, better taste than that. Jacob S just says it looks odd. Abby says, probably meth. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I, I would, 
Oh, good. I just say I saw a lot of revolvers. You don't want your arm or your hand anywhere up there. Uh-uh. That's what I'm saying. That has got to be yeah. the most useless handguard ever. Yeah. So, I. <laughs> yeah, I'm not real sure how you're supposed to hold that. Instead of meth, I would say probably LSD is responsible for that. <laughs> Rick Harris says I liked it till you told the price. Yeah, it's not cheap. Abby well, says the Tweaker Blaster five thousand, but it is single action or, or single shot. I mean, come on now, Chicago Mike. Even Jack Nicholson's Joker would have more taste than to use that thing. Sing, what is single shot? Hillbilly. Pardon? What did you say was single shot? The Rossi Brawler. It's a lot oh, okay. cheaper, but it's a single shot. But it I looks got pretty you. much identical to it. Uh, Michael Dunn says, bet Biden has one. We have another <laughs> panelist. We have another panelist. Let's welcome aboard. From the Keystone State himself, Guns of Barbecue is with us. Hello. Good evening. Uh, I apologize if my audio is dog crap. I am currently editing on my desktop, and if I'm editing on my desktop, then um, it lags my internet severely, so I have to be mobile right now. Right now, you sound just fine. Uh, We're taking a look at this new Taurus, this Taurus Judge Home Defender. What do you think of that? Have you heard about it? I have not, but I will take two. Well, Taurus has been teasing that they had something new coming out today. And it is basically a Taurus judge with a 13-inch barrel, a 45 Colt 410 bore. And it's got a pick rail on top and a handguard, 729 Doll hairs is what the MSRP is on this. What do you think? Um, is this going to sell? I don't mind the doll hairs. Uh, you can braid those. They're pretty sweet. I wish they would get rid of the handguard. Just go with a nice underlug. Yeah, I'm not real sure. They were talking about how you tend to want to grip this with your left hand, but you're going to have to maintain your distance from that cylinder gap at the mm-hmm. same time, which is kind of tricky. <laughs> well, the thing is, at the end of the day, like your hand's going to be fine. It's your forearm that's going to get chewed up. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, probably a little bit of muzzle flip off that thing, too. I hope you can hold on to it. Which might be the reason they said, oh, we'll put, you know, this handguard on it. Which, the other thing, I I hope they're including in the owner's manual a little bit of literature. Like, hey, do not put any, you know, vertical grips on this. Because, you know what, if you could put a vertical grip on this, this would be wonderful. Because then that would really help get that forearm out of the way of the cylinder and, you know, help keep from getting your forearm burned or uh, god forbid if the cylinder ends up out of line at all and you don't realize it um then you could have lead get shaved off as the round gets fed um into the forcing cone and when that happens it's going to kick lead out of the side of the 
cylinder and that would go right into your arm. Um, Does this which, thing have nothing for sights? Wow, you sight down a pick rail? That's it? And the pick rail's only, what, about six inches long? Hey, wh- why do you need sights when everybody's going red dot these days? Come on. You're going to put a red dot on a shotgun? I guess you Although, although <laughs> I am extremely disappointed just with that fact because, like, so I- I'm paying you know, God knows what, I mean, granted it comes with, you know, 730 doll hairs to braid, but like upon that, you're going to have to go and pay for some site to put on it because they didn't include any iron sites. That doesn't make me happy. Well, if you, and the pick rail doesn't even, doesn't extend anywhere near the end of the barrel. So I'm not sure you would have thought they could have at least put a, uh, a bead or something on the end of the barrel, you take advantage of that long sight radius, but there's nothing up there to, I guess you could glue on a sight up there. Plus, be on a that is a four, that is four shot. Is that what it says? Um, let's see. I know the judge. Five. No, oh, the judges five. are five, five shot. Okay. Yeah. Well, the, uh, this way, the brawler has the front side on it. It's a nine-inch barrel, and you could buy uh, basically four of those for the same price. So what has a have four nine-inch barrel? Single shots. The brawler. So, uh, oh. It is a rifled awesome. barrel, uh, six grooves, one in 16 twist rate. Uh, frame is alloy steel cylinder is alloy steel barrel is alloy steel well all steels are alloys so that's not saying much they're actually promoting steel alloy as a selling point i don't i I think it's just anymore like you've got to say alloy steel or else somebody's gonna get you know weird like wait a minute what kind of steel is this now, Blitz wants to know, is that a Judge Charger? Yeah, more or less. <laughs> For lack of a better term, I guess you could call it that. Chicago Mike says, I wouldn't trust putting a scope or a red dot on there. Now, Defense Dad says it needs an LPVO to complete the look. You know, if they're going to make it available to take an optic, why didn't they just give it the optics cut receipt, you know, frame like on the new revolvers that just came out with the with the Toro system? You know, I'm not real excited about this thing anymore just for the simple fact that you got that dumb Picatinny rail on top of it. Like, I want to carry it. Drop leg holster. It'd be friggin' awesome. I want gutter sights, uh, just a tiny little blade front sight. It'd be amazing. And I I know people are like, what? Uh Uh-huh. Yep. But no, now you got that giant friggin' Picatinny rail, and I got to put some you know, monstrosity, monstrosity of a friggin' sight on it. And just, no, it's going to get snagged and I, it, it's, I'm going to get killed. Put Magpul Emba sights on the dick room. <laughs> the world's shortest sight radius. Oh my God. Rich. That sounds so freaking incredible. Now Blitz says, I hate everything about this gun. So that means I'll probably own it at some point. 
Defense Dad says I wouldn't recommend appendix carry for that. And Mike White says I'm not liking it so much now after you guys pointed out its flaws to us. Well, that's that's what we're here <laughs> for, Drew, and everything yeah. for everybody. You're welcome, Mike. <laughs> Ron Wayne says mount a bayonet to the forward pit grill. There you go. <laughs> Uh-huh. We could put a laser up there. Yeah, didn't they have <laughs> they uh, two pop-up sights on that upper rail? Yeah, yeah they but they'd be up... within four inches of each other. Didn't they used to make a pick rail-mounted uh, bayonet for Glocks? That would probably work on there. Oh. Okay, well, I think that's all the time the Taurus Judge Home Defenders are going to get on the screen for the day. We've got other things to look at here, so uh, that was kind of fun, though. Let's see what else we can come up with. And which one do I want to do first? Hmm. Well, what happened? Oh. Well, there's okay. We started this story last week. Okay, so don't get too far ahead of me yet. We've got three different stories relating to this same thing here. So, but we've got some time to kill. So let's take a look. We're on bearingarms.com, and we're going to take a look at our good friend the. The New Mexico Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham, or Lujan Grisham, however you pronounce that. And the story says Grisham responds to backlash ruling blocking her order. Oh. Now, the New Mexico Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham had to know that she'd get pushback with her declaration of a public health emergency regarding violent crime in Albuquerque, because you know Albuquerque is just out of control and the subsequent order banning the lawful carry of firearms there. I mean, it's a gun order. There's literally no way that she could be oblivious to the fact that a lot of people weren't going to like it. However, Grisham got a lot more than she likely bargained for. I mean, members of her own party pushed back. Then on top of everything, a court issued a restraining order stopping enforcement of the rule. But Grisham isn't taking her lumps and learning from them. No. She's trying to push back. The governor told GMA3 earlier Wednesday she has the courage to take a stand against gun violence in response to backlash over her emergency public health order. Everyone is terrified of the backlash for all of these political reactions, Lou Jangerisham told Eva Pilgrim on GMA3 Wednesday. None of those individuals or groups focused on the actual injuries or deaths of the public. They aren't dealing with this as the crisis that it is, she continued. How would you feel in a city or community if people had handguns in their belts, on parks, near schools, on public trails, at the grocery store, Lou Jan Grisham told GMA3. It's outrageous and it must stop. And I will keep doing everything that's based in science and fact and public safety efforts to clean up our cities to make this the safest state in America. And I will not stop until that's done. Well, personally, I don't, I'd feel great if people had handguns in their belts, parks, school, wherever. I, that makes me comfortable. But the article goes on to say, 
this thing, the thing is, it's not the bad guys walking around openly carrying. Criminals never open carry so far as I've seen. If this is what Grisham is pushing, then it's about theater, not safety. It's about giving the illusion of making things better. What's more, she knows it. Of course, much of this is about responding to the pushback to her order. She also had this to say following the restraining order being issued. As governor, I see the pain of families who lost their loved ones to gun violence every single day, and I will never stop fighting to prevent other families from enduring these tragedies, Lou Jan Grisham said in the written statement. Over the last four days, I've seen more attention on resolving the crisis of gun violence than I have in the past four years, she said. No, she hasn't. What she's seen is her entire party, at least those who spoke out, calling her out for this blatantly unconstitutional action. Everyone has been telling her that she can't do what she's tried to do, and now a federal court has done the same. Grisham's problem is that she can't see beyond her own partisan blinders. She can't comprehend that there might possibly be ways to address violent crime in cities like Albuquerque that don't involve restricting people's rights. Which is funny, because this whole public health crisis isn't just about restricting guns. Among other things, it calls for state police to go to Albuquerque to help crack down on violent crime in the city. It actually does do a few things that might well help all on its own, and they're far less controversial than trying to unilaterally restrict someone's basic constitutionally protected rights. Then again, so many anti-gun Democrats can't think beyond gun control for solutions to such issues. And that's a problem, since gun control doesn't really solve those issues. Yeah. How about that? That's the first of three articles we're going to read about this, Governor. So, Now, I always appreciate all those who support the channel, but I also know that money is tight lately. However... Did you know that you can support the channel without it costing you one red cent? That's right. All you have to do is use my Amazon store link when you shop at Amazon. So just go to Amazon.com forward slash shop forward slash gizzardgearing without any spaces when you do your Amazon shopping. And when you shop using that link, no matter what you buy during that session, the channel will receive a small commission from your purchases. As always, thank you for your support. I like Woods, it. Wood says even that piece of fecal matter David Hogg said this has gone too far. Yes, he did. <laughs> Michael Dunn says she's going to get impeached. Defense Dad says this scale is all sorts of stupid. Duffer says... How to get your 15 minutes of fame and ruin your political career. Yeah, Chicago Mike idiot. says Governor Karen. <laughs> yeah, this idiot thinks that Albuquerque is Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's, we've got more news involving this gal. So let's go on. Because, yeah. Okay. Article 2. Grisham gripes that the NRA is late to the party, but they're likely to have the last laugh, says Cam Edwards. 
At first glance, the timing of the new lawsuit taking on New Mexico Governor Michelle Lee Jane Grisham's now suspended and newly revised order canceling the right to carry in Albuquerque and Bernalillo County does seem a little odd. After all, <clears throat> the National Rifle Association, along a number of other co-plaintiffs, filed suit after a federal judge had already granted a temporary restraining order holding enforcement of her order, something the governor seemed to delight in when she was snarking on X slash Twitter Thursday evening. Says uh, Governor Grisham, you're a little late to the party, NRA. But while the half dozen or so lawsuits that were the subject of emergency hearing before U.S. District Judge David H. Urias were based around a Second Amendment challenge, the NRA lawsuit was instead filed in state court and alleges that Grisham's public health order suspending the right to carry is a violation of New Mexico's constitution and existing state law. These orders are also a power grab in violation of the state constitution, which vests legislative authority in the legislature. New Mexico law generally allows law-abiding individuals to carry firearms openly or concealed with a license. The legislature also rejected a bill to test for illicit substances in public schools and supported the juvenile probation program that the order now suspends. Lou Jan Grisham has a constitutional duty to execute state law and the Constitution. She must allow people to exercise the legal rights granted to them. There are no exceptions. The Constitution does not take a vacation during so-called emergencies. New Mexico's Public Health Emergency Response Act and the New Mexico Supreme Court directly told the governor this in Grisham v. Reeb. Vera's purpose is to provide the state of New Mexico with the ability to manage public health emergencies in a manner that protects civil rights and the liberties of individual persons. These orders cannot go unchallenged. That is why NRA challenged them directly in the New Mexico Supreme Court. The case is captioned Amador versus Michelle Lee Jan Grisham. Other parties to the lawsuit include the Republican Party of New Mexico, Libertarian Party of New Mexico, several members of the legislature, law-abiding gun owners, law enforcement professionals, and an FFL who are all affected by the orders. The governor's public health order claiming a state of emergency exists in Albuquerque and Bernalillo County because of rampant violent crime didn't protect the civil rights and liberties of individual persons. Quite the opposite. In both original and revised orders, lawful gun owners were told they were forbidden, in one case broadly, in the most recent order more narrowly, to exercise their right to bear arms in self-defense because the governor declared that violent crime is out of control a situation that should have elevated the importance of self-protection, not obliterated as Grisham has tried to do. Though the federal litigation has fared well to date, there's no guarantee that an activist judge or appellate panel won't reverse course and uphold the governor's proclamation, and bringing a separate challenge based on state law seems like a reasonable course of action to take, if only to serve as a backstop to any potential shenanigans in the federal judiciary. The governor can snark all she wants about the timing of the litigation brought by the NRA and others, but none of her complaints change the fact that her order appears to be in clear violation of the New Mexico Constitution as well as the Second Amendment.
guess they told her, huh? So there are more at stake than just just Second Amendment. Evidently, New Mexico law here is also involved as well. So that's kind of an interesting tactic by the NRA to tackle it that way. So you come at her two different fronts. What do you guys think about that? Or are you awake? Sorry, I didn't <laughs> realize it's muted still. Uh, yeah, she blatantly violated obviously the U.S. Constitution, but she was blatantly violating the New Mexico Constitution as well, um, which, I mean, to both, she's like, yeah, don't care, um, which are two really big deals. Um, and that, that's one of the reasons that the Attorney General was like, yeah, no, I'm not defending this. Have fun. <laughs> Anybody else before we go on? All right, one more quick one on her, and then we'll get off the Grisham bandwagon here. Okay. Now we're going to find out that New Mexico governor revises the emergency order, this time banning guns in parks and playgrounds. And New Mexico Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham isn't giving up on trying to ban her way to safety in Albuquerque and Bernalillo County, despite her order suspending the right to carry being put on ice by a federal judge this week. At a press conference on Friday morning, the governor said she was not calling a special session, but instead announced a revised order banning concealed carry in public parks and playgrounds while removing the blanket prohibition on open and concealed carry throughout the city and county. Said Grisham, we have amended the public places component of the gun violence aspect of the public health order. That is amended to be focused now. No open or concealed carry in public parks or playgrounds where we know we've got high risk of kids and families, Grisham announced. I want to remind everyone that we don't allow guns in public government spaces. We don't allow guns in here. We don't allow guns in a federal courthouse. We don't allow guns in a roundhouse. And so we believe that is a strong position given the law. Of course, all those places that Grisham referenced have uniformed law enforcement, metal detectors, and other security precautions that aren't going to be present at every park and playground in Bernalillo County. Those aren't sensitive places in practice, even if the governor wants to deem them as such in theory. The outrageous fact is that Michelle Lujan Grisham wants every parent to leave their firearm behind defenseless to protect their own kids at a time when she herself says violent crime is out of control. Hell, Grisham's even admitted the criminals won't be complying with her order, so she's in essence instructing moms and dads to become high-value targets for thieves, robbers, and predators every time they want to enjoy an hour or so at the playground with their children. Much of Grisham's press conference revolved around her playing the victim, complaining about being compared to Hitler and Al-Qaeda, and seemingly questioning why the First Amendment should protect that kind of speech, decrying Republicans for supposedly not offering any ideas to combat violent crime, and supposedly increasing tensions through their reckless and incredibly disgusting criticisms, oh no, and denying that there's any rift between herself and the many Democratic officials in the state who've objected to her order. <laughs> Uh, Gun safety and gun violence hasn't been addressed by any political party, in my view, Grisham contended, ignoring the multiple gun control bills that she signed into law over the past five years. 
If I made it uncomfortable, which was not the purpose, but when you try to build consensus on gun violence measures, I'm going to tell you you cannot, more than we have in our legislature, which is a shining beacon of getting more gun violence safety measures done, certainly while I've been governor than any other or most states or most other states in this country. So which is it? Has gun safety been addressed by the legislature or not? And if it has been, then what does that say about the universal background checks, red flag laws, and concealed carry restrictions that have been imposed by the Democratic majority since she was first sworn into office? I mean, if those laws were effective as Grisham claimed them to be when she put pen to paper, why is she now declaring that crime has gotten so bad in the state's most populous city and county that it's an emergency? I guess the governor doesn't believe those measures have gone nearly far enough and that the only real solution requires violating constitutional rights of New Mexico residents and visitors. As for trying to build consensus, both the Albuquerque police chief and Bernalillo County Sheriff have said they have no idea that Grisham was going to declare the jurisdiction's gun-free zones until a few minutes before she made the announcement. She wasn't trying to get buy-in. She was hoping that they'd go along because she's a top Democrat in the state and they're supposed to be good foot soldiers, even though the chief of police is an appointed, not elected position for the party. Since then, she's lashed out at other Democrats who've said she overstepped her authority, from California Congressman Ted Lieu to New Mexico Attorney General Raul Torres. Ironically, Grisham has helped create a consensus, just not the one she was hoping for. Instead of seeing her as a brave and valiant leader, the consensus seems to be that she's a political hack looking to make a name for herself at the expense of the civil rights of the people she serves. I'm starting to think that this whole charade is an effort to raise her profile as a potential 2024 candidate if Joe Biden were to decide not to run, though that may be giving her too much credit and political acumen. It could just as easily be that the governor simply doesn't give a damn about the Constitution or combating violent crime by going after the perpetrators rather than political victims, and the fact that would appeal to a significant chunk of the Democratic base is just an added bonus. As of the time of publication, there's been no word from any of the law enforcement officers and agencies who declined to enforce Grisham's original order about whether they'll reverse course and start going after anyone bearing arms in a park or playground. Given New Mexico's civil immunity laws, which allow for individual officers to be personally sued for violating someone's civil rights, those agencies would be smart to keep the status quo in place while the courts sort out the constitutionality of Grisham's latest attempt to unilaterally create gun-free zones on an open-ended basis. All right. What do you think about this gal? <laughs> we've oh. we've we've chewed through a lot here. Ah, she's a nut. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But I mean I assume she has personal de- arm detail security with her. I would assume. Yeah. Um well, so I'm sure. is she giving that up? I mean it's it. It's just the same old song and dance from these people. I mean, you know. Yeah. To your point, if she were here, she'd have a line of squirrels following her. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I mean, oh, man, it, it just. 
I see Captain Codebook's been in here, and he says he's having trouble staying awake. Got to go to bed. 6 a.m. class prep for a 7 a.m. start time tomorrow. Missing the early bird. Best to you, Gizzardarian fans. Hmm. Well, get some rest. I got to get up in the morning, too. I understand that. But, man, yeah, she's been in the news this week. That's for darn sure. But n- not any kind of good good it's, coverage. It's a restraining order that she can't ban guns in public places. So what she does, she augments it to just take away some of the public places but keep others. Yeah, because that's going to work. Yeah, just parks and playgrounds. I think okay. uh, Rick Harris's comment out there is a good one. Uh, she just needs a, another booster shot. Maybe that'll make her feel more safe or something. I don't know. Yeah. What can you say about things like this? It's crazy, man. It's crazy. All I right. Think, don't you think, do, you, do you wonder if sometimes it's just a, an attention grab, you know, or something? Because if she had, if she's very bright at all, or has any like somebody around her that um, can she possibly you know, be that crazy, or is there is there something else to this? Well, I, I believe there's something else to this. She was probably hoping to use this as a jumping point to set up a presidential, possibly a Senate or congressional run after her governorship is over. Do you think after doing something like this that that would have any chance of being successful, though? In certain places, yeah. I if mean, she, especially from a national standpoint. From a national standpoint, a presidential run, she would this would go over very well in places like California. Well, California, yeah. Yeah. Or it's going to be a waste of the presidential run, though. I mean... Yeah. Look at Beto O'Rourke. If it was going to have any luck as a presidential run, I mean, he would have been a front runner. I didn't for... say it was a smart one. I'm saying I'm thinking this. That I wouldn't be surprised if that's what she was going for. I don't think she's got a chance. Yes, I don't, <laughs> don't even. No, I don't think she has a chance either. But I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if that's what she was trying to do. Well, didn't that article say that even a Democrat from? Uh, Chicago or from California. So yeah, wrong. Ted, yeah, but that's Ted Lou. He'll he oh, sways yeah. with the breeze. You know? <laughs> the way the wind blows. He, even even David Hogg doesn't like this gal. <laughs> that's because David Hogg sees her a threat to his political ambitions. Yeah, there's another one we could talk about too. Okay, I think we've given this gal all the publicity she needs to have on this program. Let's move on. We got a couple other things we can talk about here. Let's go to Oklahoma. Shall we? And this says the ATF is under investigation over an Oklahoma raid. This is by Tom Knighton. Tom says something hinky has been going on in Oklahoma. A respected member of the community who also has an FFL was raided by the ATF back in July. He'd had several visits by inspectors and thought it was just going to be one more, only he ended up finding out it wasn't. Lee Williams has documented much of it over at the Gunwriter on Substack. Frankly, the whole thing smacks of the ATF's war on FFLs of all stripes. Nothing appears to have been particularly egregious, at least on the FFL holder's end, but the Bureau's end was a different matter. Among other things, there were threats issued. 
among other things. And now the county sheriff is looking into the raid. Okay, Oklahoma's Pushmataha, I'm guessing on this. Yeah, Pushmataha County Sheriff's Office is investigating the ATF for their recent SWAT raid of one of their county's most respected residents, Russell Fincher. PCSO Undersheriff Dustin Bray said Tuesday, no one at the ATF warned the sheriff's office in advance that highly armed federal agents would be conducting the SWAT raid, the undersheriff said. We weren't apprised of anything, Bray said. We are a Second Amendment county, and we are going to protect our citizens here. We are not going to enforce any gun law or rule that violates the Constitution. Bray did not yet know whether the investigation would yield criminal charges against ATF agents, adding, that's a good one for the Attorney General. The thing I'm looking at are more constitutional issues than criminal, such as civil rights violations. There are also concerns about how the ATF didn't follow standard procedures on deconfliction. You see, the Bureau should have notified local law enforcement that they were conducting an operation in the town. That way, there would be minimal chance of two agencies ending up shooting at one another, neither knowing they're shooting at other cops. That's something worth looking into. However, when you couple this information with what the FFL, at the heart of this case, Russell Fincher, is telling people what we see as an ATF that's trying to act like cowboys instead of police. Fincher didn't actually break the law, yet they tried to bully him into giving up his license to sell firearms and are seemingly relishing in the fact that the Biden administration doesn't actually care about law-abiding citizens. At most, Fincher is accused of some paperwork errors. No one is disputing the information was correct. It was just apparently transposed in wrong blocks and had been cooperative with inspectors, so they sent a SWAT team to his house cuff him in front of his son and apparently has seized tens of thousands of dollars worth of lawfully obtained firearms. They're offering to pay him $10 per gun, by the way. He'd get more to buy back for crying out loud. And then they're doing it without even notifying the local police that they're in town. It's a minor miracle no one got shot. The truth of the matter is that the ATF has been running wild for far too long. They need to be reined in and reined in hard. What do you guys think about that one? I can't say because it's a PG-13 show. <laughs> the word I want to use to describe what the ATF did is it's a it's cluster bullshit. F. No, oh, cluster F? F? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that wouldn't have stopped guns and barbecue. Yeah, strap a set on, Rich. No stones if, if you don't. My, yeah, you know damn well if this were my show, I would have had no problem. Grow up here. <laughs> Ozzy Orsborn is out there barking at the moon. Clint Torres is out there. All right, Fuster Cluck says Abby. Yeah, yeah. That's also true. Anybody well, else want to comment on that? Man, local people are crazy Leo, over. Yeah, local Leo should have been informed that the ATF was carrying out something in that in their jurisdiction. That's well, you know why they weren't informed. Uh-huh. They would have tried to stop them. Yeah. Well, well it's a safety why. issue. Like the like the article says, it is a safety issue. Yep, this is the. When ATF. You have another agency operating within another agency's jurisdiction. 
one, ethically, it's a good idea to let them know they're there. It's just uh, proper etiquette. The ATF hasn't been known for good ideas. Yeah. Two, it creates a safety issue when you have somebody reporting that somebody is breaking into property. Local law enforcement shows up not knowing that there are other law enforcement agency that's conducting that, uh, conducting a raid. And next thing you know, like the article says, you potentially could have police shooting at other police officers. Abby said they would have tried to shoot the dog first. Yeah. Yeah, shut down over minor paperwork mistake. Let's send in a SWAT team. I was getting to that point. <laughs> then on top of that, that the whole reason for the raid is because somebody checked the wrong box on a 4473. Yeah, well, that's bullshit. Transposed the wrong information in the wrong box. It, either way, it's still, it's still a load of horseshit. That, that, well, it's not like the government ever messed up. Raid of this level. No, government don't mess things up. Mm-mm. No, never. <laughs> um, yeah. I want to know, like, what judge signed off on this, and where? I mean, <clears throat> local judge, or I mean, it would have been federal. It would have been federal a federal, judge. possibly just a federal magistrate. So I think, like, they're going to have to start pointing fingers back at these judges. I mean, I'm sorry, but you know. If they brought the, all this information to the judge, and the only problem this guy had was some well, that's wrong forms, like in the wrong spot or whatever, that, I don't the judge know why the judge, would the judge would. Yeah, the judge doesn't okay the rape. The judge okays the search warrant that they then use to execute the rape. So, the, as far as the judge knows, they got a search warrant. There were maybe two officers that were going to go and check the. You know, to see if this guy had other paperwork or something. Instead, they send in a full rate team. The judge has no control over that. That's nothing to do with the search warrant in and of itself that the judge issued, well, or in this case, or possibly arrest warrant if it was an arrest warrant. That the whole that's nothing to do with the judge. Well, yeah, I mean, I, basically, what I was trying to state there, Rich, was like there needs to be some like reins put on these people, you know, through the judges and through other stuff, you know. And yeah, yeah, but I'm the judges issuing the warrants aren't the ones to do it. The if you want reins put on them, it's going to have to be done through uh, the federal courts. Yeah, and eventually the Supreme Court. Crazy. All right, one more real quick one, then we'll have a giveaway. I only have one left. All right. All right, and this article says, Bill in Congress would prohibit guns for some misdemeanors. Now, this is kind of interesting. In the United States, if you're convicted of a felony, you cannot lawfully own a gun. Along the line, someone decided those convicted of misdemeanor domestic violence charges shouldn't be able to have guns either. Critics of that effort, such as myself, says Tom Knighton, aren't so much about con- cutting domestic abusers slack as we are about trying to prevent a slippery slope. After all, once you include a misdemeanor, more about to follow, right? Well, a Pennsylvania congressman has introduced a new bill that would do that, only this time it would be for hate crimes. U.S. Senator Bob Casey, Democrat from oh, Pennsylvania. 
Thursday introduced legislation that would prevent people convicted of violent misdemeanor hate crimes from obtaining guns. The Disarm Hate Act addresses a gap in current federal law which currently prohibits those convicted of felonies, including hate crimes, from possessing guns. The bill would update the law to include those convicted of violent misdemeanor-level hate crimes from obtaining a firearm. Uh, Quoting here, people who have been convicted of hate crimes should not have access to firearms. It's that simple, Casey said in a statement. I'm introducing the Disarm Hate Act because it's common sense to keep guns out of the hands of people seeking to commit acts of hateful violence. Now, the article goes on to say, now these kind of things are sneaky in part because no one wants to be seen supporting perpetrators of hate crimes. I dislike hate crime as a legal term, mostly because it's too close to the idea of thought crime for my liking. After all, you're prosecuting someone for what is in their heart when they commit a crime. Is beating someone to death somehow better than beating them to death because they're black or Jewish? I don't really think so. So I'm not a fan of this whole hate crime thing anyway. And when you start trying to turn people convicted of misdemeanors into prohibited people, we have an issue, even if it is for a so-called hate crime. First, someone who commits a misdemeanor may be starting down the long path toward violent crime, or they may be someone who made a stupid mistake and changed their heart and mind. Remember that just spray painting something might constitute a misdemeanor hate crime in some places. Should such a person lose a constitutionally protected right? And the thing is, Casey doesn't really think these people are that dangerous. Why do I say this? Because he could be pushing a bill to turn these crimes into felonies, which would automatically come with gun prohibition and a longer initial sentence. If people are so dangerous they should never be allowed to lawfully touch a firearm ever again, why is a sentence of less than a year in jail sufficient? But this isn't really about hate crimes. This is about expanding the list of misdemeanors that lead to a prohibited status until almost everything is on the list. We've seen states trying to prohibit people for DUI, for example, and there will no doubt be more. Hate crimes are generally viewed as egregious by society because of the fact that it's motivated by some form of bigotry. I don't disagree with that either. I may not want someone prosecuted for what's in their hearts, but I can't deny some people are just hateful. So this is a good target for this kind of law precisely because no one wants to defend such people. Yet do not delude yourself into thinking it will stop here. It won't. All right. Chew on that for a second, guys. What do you think? Yeah. um, I want to say a lot of bad words. Yeah. Most states that have enacted hate crimes laws already have it on the books where if they apply hate crime to it, even if it's a misdemeanor, that elevates it to the level of being a felony. So exactly what would this law do anyway? I don't know. It does seem crazy. Anybody else want to comment on it? We've had some crazy ones tonight, haven't we? Mm-hmm. We're bringing out all Bob the Bob Casey is an a-hole. Yes, so was his father. <laughs> I, I can't, I can't friggin' stand Bob Casey. I couldn't stand his father. <laughs> it's just another step in trying to take guns away from citizens. That's all it is. It is. I mean, that's all it is. Let's see how many more people we can include in this big circle. Yeah. 
Duffer says, when are these politicians going to realize that criminals do not care about gun laws or any laws? That's true. DJ Playnine says, huge class with First Amendment in some cases. Super duper uncool. Yeah, it's thought police is what it is. It's exactly what it is. Abby says, if you're not locked up, you should be able to arm yourself. Wow. Hundred percent. Yeah, that there's crazy. All right, so there's another well, yo from the obnoxious. Yo, where is the obnoxious one? Oh, they're on their way to TriggerCon, aren't they? No, not yet. Doesn't take that long to get to Kansas. Well, Woods. He's in an undisclosed location. I will not violate OPSEC on this one. If they, if they go the opposite way around the world to get there, it takes a while. Woods thinks that uh, Bob Casey probably kicks puppies also. Probably. probably. probably it, it would not surprise me at all. He, he kicks probably puppies humps and humps donkeys. Rick Harris says, with today's government, preaching religion is a hate crime now. Pretty much. Well, in Canada, it is at least. I mean, there have yeah. been uh, minister, street ministers in Canada, have been arrested for hate speech. So, in Canada, yeah, you're absolutely right. Okay, so to, it's go ahead. I was going to say, and there are politicians in this country that would implement those kind of laws here. So, well, it is time. To remind everybody that Gear Websites is your source for every second matters, gun channels gear, ammo ID, and more. They have patches, stickers, and other items. And every Friday is Free Patch Friday. And guess what? It's Friday. So buy cool stuff at gearwebsites.com, but don't take my word for it. Listen to uh, Gun Websites tell us all about it. GearWebsites.com is your source for firearms-based playing cards and books. We also have mugs, shirts, and posters with designs that we've made live. Of course, we have patches. Every Friday is Free Patch Friday. We appreciate your support. Thank you for shopping at GearWebsites.com. That's right. Um, So I put that uh, link out there in the chat for everybody. GearWebsites.com for all of your 2A swag needs. All right, so we're getting, it's getting about that time. So let's uh, go into the last segment, what we call What Did You Learn? We're going to ask each of the panelists what they learned, give them a quick chance to get their plugs out so we can get out of here. We're going to start with Rich White. What did you learn, Rich? I would say that I learned that New Mexico's governor is a complete total retard, but I already knew that. So I don't know if I learned that tonight or not. No, fair enough. What have you got coming up? You got programs this weekend, right? Yeah, I believe we got the wrestling show this weekend. <clears throat> Excuse me. It'll be tomorrow night at 8.05 p.m. Eastern on the Wrestling Unloaded channel. All and right. then Sunday we will have This Week Unloaded on the Unloaded Media channel. And that'll be at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. And hopefully this week, I didn't get a chance to do it. Or next week, I didn't get a chance to do it this week. 
get the squirrel gun video out that I was challenged to do by almost the entire panel last week on Georgia Shooting Connection because I opened my mouth in the side chat and they are like, well, then do it. Do it. Yeah. All right. That it? I think that's it. All right. Well, we're looking forward to the squirrel gun video, and uh, thanks for being on the program. Let's go with Hillbilly Up. What did you learn? I learned that Taurus got everybody hyped up for not much. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, that's I didn't learn much, actually, other than that, I guess. That's all right. This isn't a particularly educational program, after all. I should have took notes. There you go. What have you got coming up? Oh, man. Uh, tomorrow night on Guns, Bear, and Therapy, we're having a big giveaway party. Uh, we're having a, a 1K giveaway. Um, 1K? 1,000 cool. subs. You're giving away $1,000? Sweet. I'll be there. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'll be out in the audience so I can win. Now, if there's in only like case, five subs that show up, does that 1K get split five ways? Well, well you got to realize in Snob's case, it would be 1,000 hard seltzers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and also, Bubba is uh, having a giveaway on there also for his uh, 250 sub mark. So we're. Uh, that and then also, man, friends of the channel, uh, they're giving away some stuff. So, I mean, it's pretty much most of the show is just going to be giving away stuff. So, we're going to be like an episode of Oprah, is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you get a car and you get a car and you get a car. <laughs> so, should I check under my seat before I start watching? Is there going to be something cool taped to it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Vibrator. Uh, you get a zipper pull. You get a zipper pull. You get a zipper pull. Uh, Gizzard's too tight with zipper pulls. He won't be giving that many away. He only gives two at a time. Yeah, I've got a corner on that market, so uh, those are available at a slightly elevated price. But, yeah, we can tell him. Ron Ron Actor says after taxes, that thousand would only be three bucks and one heart seltzer. (laughs) all right anything else here billy um no i mean i putting out videos pretty much every day um at least shorts uh and then also some content videos uh i have a series coming up uh that i'm hoping people like and uh probably start releasing those next week so that's about it, buddy. I sure appreciate you having me on. I always enjoy it. All right. I appreciate you being on here. All right. Guns and Barbecue, what did you learn? Speaking of people, what? we don't appreciate being on here. Hi, Guns and Barbecue. Oh, man. And I was getting ready to say all kinds of nice stuff about you. Yeah, I'm I bet sure you were. I was. I was. I was going to say, what did we learn? We learned that the gun snob son is not going to be a perpetual loser as their football team won tonight. And the gun snob is an amazing person. My son uh, he also... doesn't even play football anymore. He graduated. What the hell are you doing on uh, doing for your football games then? I have a daughter that's a cheerleader now. Oh shit! Yeah, She's I completely forgot because she was 
in on the friggin' chat the one yeah. night talking shit. Yeah. She's amazing. Yeah. Like I like her more than you. She is friggin' awesome. Is How the hell did I forget anything. about that? Hey, 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 I'm hey. glad she's not in the truck. She'd be mad. What about Why? You? Oh, I'd get in there, Stacey. Don't you worry. And say. So, anyways, um, yeah, I friggin' forgot about that. Well, I guess she'd be mad because I forgot. Anyways, so exactly. I also learned that Snob has this awesome video about the top 10 dumbest gun laws on his channel. You should go check that out after this is all done. Um, but with that, we also learned that Snob loves his incredible wife, Stacy very much because he took her to Whataburger and they ducked out of that football game uh, just a tad bit early to do so. So, um, yeah, they uh, must be living the high life uh, going and enjoying that Whataburger. So that's what I learned. Yeah, it wasn't that great. It, it's a good thing that it was barbecue calling your daughter amazing too, Snuff, because if it would have been Seven Wonders, it would have got really weird. Yeah, I, I actually would have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what have you got coming up, Guns and Barbecue? Um, heck, well, there's the Tuesday show. And say, uh, last Tuesday show just went fucking weird. Pardon my French, sorry. Uh, uh I think I refrained all show from saying any bar bad words. Um, so, uh, I just killed it and went to bed and I was like, well, we'll, we'll just reconvene this Tuesday and, uh, discuss it then. Um, so if you want to be like, what the hell happened, uh, last Tuesday, well, we'll talk about it this Tuesday. Um, that, and I've got a new Instagram channel, uh, where I'm going to be posting, uh, gun photos and, uh, just two way related photos. If I can ever get to any rallies or meetups or anything like that. Um, that's going to be called 1791 photo. Um, if you don't mind, Gizzard, could I drop the link to that? You sure can. Well, thank you, sir. That'll be three dollars and fifty cents. Oh, that is well worth I'm the charge. I'm his bookkeeper. I'm his bookkeeper here, so I got to tell you what the price is. So there it is. Uh, and that's all I've really got going on. I've only got like two posts over there, but um, yeah, appreciate right. it. Well, thanks for being on here. Uh, last but not least, the gun snob. What did you learn in your short time here? Uh, I learned Guns of Barbecue is still an asshole. I thought about I am. changed, but he hasn't. That's pretty much it. Alrighty. <laughs> what do you got coming up? Uh, I'm going to release a couple videos this week. I will, I promise. i got to edit them. They're recorded. They've been recorded for a month. I just got to get them edited. So. Means he still isn't wearing a damn hat. Yeah, <laughs> son of a bitch. And uh, then I got TriggerCon this weekend, so I guess I'll be up there. So I won't see you all next Friday. You'll see uh, me. St- Stacy adds that Snob learned that he has an amazing wife. Uh, I, I mean, I've heard that. I don't think it's actually true. What? <laughs> <Ow>. <laughs> we just learned out how amazing Stacy actually is. Let's say we heard. We also learned how hard she hits. We heard yeah. that. Oh, that wasn't hard. That was not hard. Stacey it was hard so enough amazing. that we could hear it. Stacy's so amazing, she's not afraid to hit snob while he's driving. He drives horrible no matter what I do. Probably improved it. I'm you just know, saying. Hitting him, you might make him drive better. I'm just saying snob hasn't T-boned anybody at stop signs. Yet. Yet. <laughs> Actually, I may have. One time, I was in her car. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying. Oh, look, mic right there. I remember a story about that. 
<laughs> Two Live Me says, which wife? <laughs> <laughs> Is this your wife or your girlfriend? I didn't know Snobs became a Muslim to have more than one wife. Is this true, Snob? I can't stand the one I got. Why would I have a sec? Ow, second. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's. Uh, oh, let's look at her. Look at her. Oh, well. Uh, that looks a lot like her. She's got a beard, mustache. Yeah. That's yeah. It does look an awful lot. Oh, shit. Is she related to the ladies in my family? All right. Let's get going. I can say that because none of them are listening. So, anyway. Uh-oh. Let me turn my cam off because I'm having internet issues again. Anyway, want to thank everybody for being here, whether you watched on YouTube, Facebook, or Twitch, or if you're listening to the podcast later on, thank you for being out there as always. Thanks to everybody who left comments, who sent in Gorn, everybody on the panel for their participation, making this a great show. And finally, to everyone out there who is a YouTube channel member, thank all of you for your support. Once again, no show next Friday. I will be at TriggerCon. We will be back on the 29th with Foul Territory 234. So, everybody, be safe out there. Thanks for watching. Have a great weekend. Stay out of trouble. And always remember that if anyone tries to infringe on your right to keep and bear arms, you give him the bird, tell him I said so. So anyway, this is Gizzard Gary on behalf of my panel. Last chance for everybody to give their shout-outs, and then we will hit the closing credits. Panel, go. Yeah! Bye-bye. Hello, I'm the gun snob. Why is everybody covering their eyes? That's a gap, bro. It's not that bright. I didn't turtle wax it this time. <laughs> See you on the range. Alright, good night, everybody. Thanks for listening. Foul Territory is a production of Gizzard Gary Productions and is streamed live every Friday at 9 p.m. on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch, and released as an audio podcast on Apple Podcast, Podbean, Google Podcast, Spotify, Amazon Music, Pandora, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Listen Notes, Samsung, and Podchaser. For more information, visit our website at gizzardgary.com.